Hello and welcome to an all new episode of the All New 52 podcast. I am Joe. I don't know where to point my arm in relationship to Caleb like I normally do because I don't know where his video is going to be. Um, but we also have some guests here today. Caleb, would you like to introduce them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, these are the Why Is Boys from Why Is with Ty and Dan. Um, I don't know where they'll be on the screen either, but one of them is Danny and one of them is Tyler. <laughs> I just signaled a Y and an I for a signal. It's just so oh, you know. perfect. Yeah. Actually, Absolutely I did a W, perfect. but I guess in retrospect, I should have just done like the YMCA type of thing. Yeah, just YMCA for Y is. Yeah, with the whole with the whole arm movement and everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you'll see yeah. it. <laughs> you'll see it when you're you just, editing this. You just, you just <laughs> see like a pencil pose for an eye. Yeah, it's perfect. We uh, they these guys don't they do a Marvel MCU recap podcast, so they know a lot about uh, the movie side of things. But you two aren't very involved in the comic side of things, are y'all? The movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say that I've only read one Marvel comic ever, and it was the first trade of Miss Marvel. So that's where I'm coming at this from. That's a good starter one. I hear that one a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I did read some Spider-Man comics as a kid, but okay, besides that, yeah. And Tyler, and then uh, I've like I've read the Rage of Ultron um, series within the past year. I've got a physical copy of that one, um, and then. I just recently got the uh, Marvel Unlimited app, um, and so I've been catching up on different comics on there. I've been reading a Punisher series, which has been really interesting. Yeah, you said it's like super goofy, it, right? It is it's super wacky. There are cameos galore. Um, Chameleon's even been in it. Um, and nice. it's basically Z- it's it's basically Zemo versus Punisher, and Zemo is mad because the United Nations won't recognize him and his country um, as like a country and him as its ruler because he won't take the sock off of his face. Um, so there's just that premise running throughout. That's the perfect wackiness of comics. Oh, it is. And so I've been been reading that one and then I just read uh, King Thor. So. Aha. Yes. What we are talking about today. Uh, great, great segue. Yeah, these guys brought, uh, were able to pick out this week's comic. We're reading King Thor, and I'll let Caleb take over the little the backstory for this book. Okay, King Thor is the end to a very long run of comics uh, by Jason Aaron, who took over um, as Thor and basically wrote the second definitive run, with the first one being Walt Simonson's run in the 80s. But he did such things as create Gore the God Butcher, which we'll talk about a little bit today, um, he's become one of uh, Thor's biggest enemies. And he also did the uh, kind of iconic run where Jane Foster was Thor, which is what I've read from this run. Um, but this comes at the end. It's a, actually technically separate from Thor, God of Thunder, but it looks into the future of what happens to the universe after basically everything else in the Marvel universe has died. And now all that remains is Thor and Loki and a few of the other gods. It's, yeah. it's pretty cool. I've never read a Thor thing uh, outside of this. Um, so I didn't really know what to expect. Like in terms of like, I, I was talking with Tyler earlier. Where it's like, I like my comics either cool or wacky. And this is definitely the cool side of things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Really? I thought this was the wacky. I thought it was a bit of both. I'll put it that oh, way. Oh, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Do you want to know why we picked it? Uh, you know, like, why? Well, because 
I, I was guessing because Christian Bale is going to be gore and Thor yeah, and Thunder is yeah. happening I would this say year. me and Tyler would agree that our most anticipated Marvel thing this year, at least from the MCU, is Love and Thunder, right, Tyler? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. And this this run, um, it not only involves gore, Thor, and Loki, um, which are all still pretty big players in the MCU at this point, but, well, gore will be introduced. Um, it also introduces some of like some stuff with Null and the Necroblade, which um, I think that the way that things are setting up between um, Spunk and the Sony movies and Spunk. the Marvel movies, the uh, <laughs> MCU, the way things are setting up that I think we could eventually see Null introduced into the MCU as well. I sure hope not. Oh, Lord. Did, King do, your, Black. Uh, do your listeners King know what Spunk is? <laughs> Dude. I'm sure we've mentioned it before. Okay. We love we love the spunk. Spunk is good. Well, okay. <laughs> we're we're interested in the spunk. Love is a strong yeah. word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the name. How about that? We gotta call it spunk. I love the idea of spunk. <laughs> Not necessarily spunk itself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The execution leaves something to be desired. So I think this is going to be our shortest synopsis so far. It's a big climactic battle thousands of years in the future between Thor and Loki until it isn't between the two of them. Gore the God Butcher shows up and then it's a fight between with or with Gore and All Black the Necrosword, which is such a cool name for a weapon. Yeah, it is. There, I did it. Yeah, it's a pretty simple story, but there's like a lot of allusions to things that came before, which would have been really nice to like have read the nine years of Thor comics to understand them, <laughs> but um, like characters showing up like the God of bombs and um, allusions to things Thor had done in the past that kind of rebuilt humanity. Wait, so was he actually the God of bombs? Cause I thought he was the God of imbeciles because that's what they say in the flashback. He is, he does. He is uh, in the original gore storyline. He is the God of bombs and he's involved with making the God bomb which is probably the only uh, weapon cooler than the Necrosword. All Black, the Necrosword? It's not because it's the Necrosword. It's because its name is All Black. It God, just adds to it. God Bomb is pretty cool. God Bomb's pretty good, though. Yeah, I remember, isn't that like the name of that run is Thor God Bomb or something like that? I remember hearing about that when it came out, I feel like. Yeah, I probably something like pulse that. Maybe. On comics Twitter, very vaguely. Very, very vaguely. I don't need to be into any Twitter besides film Twitter, and even there, I shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we can just jump into our art section because I don't think there's really anything to even go in on for the synopsis. D- do you, Caleb? Or no, either of you think, two? Well, I, I don't know if this would be the time to push back on it, but I think the idea of saying I need to have read the nine previous years is a little... I thought I was fine. I felt like, you know, like... I was pretty decent, too. Like, I was like, this is self-contained enough. Yeah, you can follow the story. Mm-hmm. It's just... You can tell that you would appreciate it more if you had that backstory. Yeah, sure. yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. I can get behind that. Yeah, it. I liked that uh, when they did make references to past events. Um, at the bottom, like bottom corner of the page, there was a nice little square that told you which issue to read for you to like. If you want to go back and read the full, full story. Oh, and yeah, good old editors notes to do their job. Yeah. Hyperlink it. Do what, Danny? Right? Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you guys. But you have like Marvel Unlimited, so it's like you can literally just be like, oh, okay, and just like click it, right? Isn't that how it works? I don't know. I mean, like, 
I, I didn't <laughs> click it um, because I was like, if I go down that rabbit hole, I'm going to get so confused on where I'm at. Um, <laughs> That's true. And just That's screen fair. after screen. Um, but yeah, I I assume like I I could just look up that title like on that on the app and then find it. But at least like even if you're not using the app, um, you can still look up to see you know um, see which website you're whatever you go to to order the comic or if you go to a to a comic store or a bookstore it, you know you would know what title you would want to uh put on order so mm. yeah good old editor's notes that means someone's paying attention yeah did you two read the trades of this from the library uh yeah I we know, did okay because i read the editor's note at the end i thought it was nice <laughs> that's all i was wanted to say or the just to cap off a run what just like it was like a, just a whole recap. I didn't read it, so no. It was like thanks for being on my Thor journey with me for the last nine years. Type of yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I yeah that, like a recap people. of his entire run with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Those are nice. Yeah, I was like, oh, this was a labor of love from this guy that I only read the last four issues of. So nice. Thanks, Jason Aaron. <laughs> but then we can flip to the opposite side, going into our art section. I'm gonna butcher this guy's name. Uh, Assad Ribic. You're gonna gore his name. Oh, there we go. I'm gonna god butcher it. <laughs> yeah. He did the art for all this. Uh, what do we think about the art? Uh, Caleb, you start and then pass the talking stick along. <laughs> yeah, so it's very beautiful art, much more in texture wise and kind of a painting uh, direction than traditional uh, cartoony comics art, which obviously fits with like kind of the epic nature of the Thor story. Where I think it kind of fell off was I think it struggled with showing the scale of how big this fight would be. Mm. Characters would reference things like this is like being thrown across three universes or stuff like that. And I just don't feel like the art conveyed that that well. Yeah, like the super, he's like, I'm going to use these three supernovas to fight him. And I was like, okay, I I don't really (laughs) see that here, you know? Yeah, (laughs) I agree. To me, the part that I let, the highlight of the art was um i would say i think in issue three that's a different artist during the flashback right i really like that art where they go it to is, the i'm trying to see i know i saw something there it is das pastoras did yeah. the additional art i like that additional art i thought the what the what the normal art style was kind of whatever but when it kind of went to that almost painterly way for the flashback on the planet that I can't remember the name of, but when his daughters are looking for help, I thought that was really nice. But yeah, just, yeah, that, that was where the art stood out to me. Yeah, I I liked um, I I liked when more when the uh, when the scale was shown, which wasn't shown um, as much, um, but like when we see that there are actual like whole planets in the, like in the background and stuff. Um, I really appreciated that um, because it, I tend to when, when, like when I'm reading, I can get caught up in too much in the details of what's going on and lose sight of the setting. Um, so yeah. every once in a while I needed that, you know, needed to pull back and take in the setting um, just like with film. Um, you know, you need to set your location. Um, and uh, it it did that. Maybe maybe could have done it a little more. Um, but I think I think my biggest thing is 
um, all black. I th- it it was literally like all black, so it looked like it looked like a big ink ink splotch. <laughs> yeah, just a blotch. Yeah, like just a blotch. And I was kind of like, ah, they, you know, that's a little bit of a of a uh, oh, what would you call that? Just it was an easy way to get out of like illustrating a that. Cop out. Yeah, a cop out. And I I kind of wanted it to be something more that felt like it was like stretching out to encompass everything. Um maybe something yeah. like that um that's the satanic sorcerer supreme near the end fights like this really like it's red, so it's not black, but it's like this really hyper detailed uh you know what I'm talking about, right? There's like a very hyper detailed like void that's red. Yeah, that the satanic sorcerer supreme fights near the end. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of what I was hoping this would look like, you know? Yeah, I think I agree with everything y'all said. Of like, well, the scale can get and like the location can get a little dirty sometimes, but overall, I like it's good art for the nature of the story. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it matches yeah. the tone of the story it's trying to tell. But yeah, switching. Sorry, wait. Sorry, I want to say one last thing. I don't know if this is an art issue or the issue is that I haven't read the last nine years. But I felt like all of the, all three of Thor's daughters were pretty interchangeable, uh, and I think that was partially due to their design. Just all kind of felt the same to me. I don't know if that's, yeah. but I also think that might be uh, maybe if you read the last nine years of it, Danny, you'd know what it is. You know, you would so, recognize all these people. Come yeah. on, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they are still very similar character designs, and maybe they could differentiate them a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. Swapping from location to location, uh, location to location was getting a little sloppy for me where I was like, I really don't know how we got here, but I don't necessarily mm-hmm. care, but it'd be nice if I knew like where the bridge was. Yeah, I would agree. Anything more to comment on the art section of things? Mm. Sorry. Yes. No. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, we'll jump into our positive section. Uh, we'll do the same round robin thing. Caleb, you start, pass on to Danny, pass on to Tyler, and round it back off. Um, so I really like the language here. I feel like Jason Aaron is able to balance the kind of heightened Middle English language that is associated with comics Thor, while also still not making it something where you get lost in all the these and thous and stuff. Um, and there are some really cool tor- turns of phrase here. I think... Um, Loki also gets a lot of really interesting stuff to do here, playing into like his role as the God of lies, but also not really a God because he's a frost giant and just kind of exploring that and how that has him relate to Thor and has him relate to Gore. Also tooth Nasher is here. That's Thor's goat. It's just a little mythology <laughs> nod. I've studied Norse mythology in school, so it was cool to see that. Yeah. What I would say I liked was um, at its most basic level is I like the premise and that's not meant to be like a knock against it at all because it's kind of like be like oh yeah i like the synopsis of this but no no i liked it because i like the idea of giving thor a concrete ending uh and i that like, was gonna be mine danny not to uh, not to cut you off or anything but i do yeah like yeah. just the fact that it's like oh this could come at any like this come at the end of any run and it makes sense like, yeah like i was at points i was just imagining like it being hemsworth and hiddleston i'm like yeah this could see even like the end of you know those incarnations of the characters uh and i like the mythic quality of it that it just feels like this is the ending of thor and loki and their long decades-long struggle and i also liked and this is me bringing in the movies one of my favorite moments in ragnarok is when odin asks loki 
uh, no, excuse me, Odin asks Thor, uh, are you the god of hammers? And that's what that kind of the entire last chapter felt like to me, where it's like, mm-hmm. what is the spirit of thunder actually? And I really like the last few pages of it and how it all ties together. Like, to be a god is to have subjects, and we ended it on Thor's subjects, and I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DC characters tend to be more of like the representational paragons in comics because Marvel, most Marvel characters were created later and they had a little bit more pathos. But Thor is kind of the exception to that because he's a literal god. So kind of ending this with putting him into a situation where he not only gets to do his, uh, like be his paragon for all time, but also they want to explore what that means in the comic. That's really cool. And even there, the thing very pointedly says you can never exercise all your darkest demons, even at the end of your story. So Thor remains even a flawed god to the end. And I kind of like that about him. It is kind of Thor, to me, distilled down to why he is such a popular character. And again, my familiarity with the character is mostly the Hemsworth version. But oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, even then, it's like looking at his stuff in Infinity War and Endgame. That's why people like him is because he is a flawed but still funny god character he's relatable yeah yes exactly yeah, yeah even despite all his power yeah it, yeah yeah i think i think what i what i like the most about um these last four is like the thor stuff is really good um but they also i i like really liked the loki stuff um as well um still not sure about his uh icarus <laughs> type ending there at the end but then also um i'm like well that that kind of i don't know it's kind of a nice little redemption for him if if he is keeping that star um burning um but uh but yeah i liked that with loki he wasn't just a mechanism to move the plot forward um he was this this counter to to thor and he really kept like it would have been um, so easy. I like at one point Thor says, "I've been fighting so long to keep the universe held together, and look at how easy it would be to destroy it." And mm-hmm. I think like that is the that is like the biggest that's the biggest thing when it comes to any type of hero. Or uh, I mean, it's what makes makes a hero a hero is you know it's it's so easy to to destroy things it but uh it's much harder to keep them held together and improve them and uh loki is a nice counterpoint to to thor not necessarily because like he wants to destroy everything very much how like gore is um but loki is you know he's the god god of mischief and that's what he causes really in this whole in this whole thing um between him and him and Thor and uh I feel like I'm rambling at this point but no, uh, no. but that's generally how this podcast goes so you're good gotcha gotcha <laughs> okay um well uh keep rambling if, if i uh i'll i'll get to that to that point um there was something i do want to point out um so so yeah loki i I just really I enjoyed his, that it wasn't like a gore, you know, gore is gone and now Thor and Loki still have to fight it out. Um Loki saw that you know, this is 
he finally reached that inner good and was like, okay, yeah, that, you know, I need to make this, make this move, um, for the better, for the better good. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then also we get this like really cool shark flying, like flying through the sky yeah, named far, far. And I was like, that's what I was referring to when I said wacky. Was yeah. The shark. Oh, gotcha. Um, there's another there's another moment that uh that I think of with with wacky but uh but yeah it the it was like the, the it was a shark flying and its name was far far and I was like I was like this is the like one yeah this comic did a really good job of blending like the wacky and the cool I th- I Tanka, think you better put far far in love and thunder come on is far far in want. love and thunder I mean, we would have know he's not a talking character until then. We would have know the movie's out. <laughs> you know, I mean, true, like, but he might be. Yeah, he's not a talking character yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of, I think I echo what everybody said, being last in line. But um, I really like how this is like this. Maybe the end of Jason Aaron's run, but this, like, it's not negated just because there's still Thor comics being written. It's like this. This could happen at any point, mm. and everybody's. All the characters, although they're like, you know, thousands of years older, they're still acting enough in character while also being like, okay, they have grown. They've shown some growth or regression in certain ways. And I also really like the little, uh, I think you touched it on it, Danny, what the little like epilogue at the end of the last issue where it's just wrapping up of what it means to be a god and like to be worshipped by the people. It's just a nice little, nice little way to round everything up. It was, I, I didn't think, uh, you know, this being the end of the run for a character I'm not terribly invested in in the comics that I'd be like, Oh, I like, I get it all now. <laughs> this is a good ending to this. He knew how to wrap his run up. It like, it wasn't a thing where he just left the comic. Like he got to make the ending. He wanted. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, I was going to make a movie comparison at one point where this to me feels like the Logan of it. Like, you know, where like Jackman's like, yeah, yeah. Like one, one final send off. Yeah. Yeah. But this is my ending. That's what I feel like yeah. it is for the writer of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Does anybody else have any more uh, positives they'd like to throw in? There? Um, I think, I think uh, pulling Gore back into the whole thing was a good, good way for the send off for him to be the one for that final, final send off. Um, well, Gore with all black, the Necroblade. Um, yeah. <laughs> You gotta say yeah, the full yeah, name. Yeah, do I? Yeah, sure do. But uh, yeah, I think that I think that that um, was a good because it's all black. If if I like, Null is the god of or king or of symbiotes, correct? Just like mm, just yes. like Venom. So um, knock knock. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so 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 yeah. That uh, I think that that was. I don't know. Like the a good way to wrap wrap it up. Yep. I I like the moment in the fourth issue where we kind of pull back and it's like, actually, this is just a guy reading a book about the future, and then we're gonna read about Thor, God Cop. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, it, it threw me off for a second. I was like, wait, what? A G C A B. Have that on the record. <laughs> I, I let me get that out there. Yeah, there's that one, and then the uh, the like caveman Thor, 
where he's like me thor oh i was getting tarzan vibes oh there. yeah tarzan yeah extreme tarzan where he marries a frost giant yeah <laughs> as long as phil collins is doing the music for it i'm down oh my goodness yeah i mean it could happen disney disney owns marvel studios so uh yeah, let's get it Gavin. It's happen. What, if, it happen. what if what if episode what if season it. two there we go there you go all right caleb you you're, you're about talked up yeah on the positives i'm all good yeah, yeah yeah okay let's dig into some negatives i'll start off i actually do not have any for like the first time ever i'm not gonna tear a comic apart i this comic set out and it did it wanted to do something and it succeeded good job king thor you broke me <laughs> Wow, nice. character development. For I know, right? I'm I'm just as surprised. I think, um, well, you know, I mentioned part of my problems with the art earlier on, um, and I do think it's kind of lame that we don't get a little bit more differentiation between the daughters of Thor, even if they're differentiated in other comics. I would like to still see that in this story since it is so standalone. Um, the only other thing I would say is that it's not even a real negative. It's just this is something that is super rewarding to anyone who's been super invested in Thor and specifically Jason Aaron's run. But, you know, coming into it, like I mentioned beforehand, there were some things I'm like, I would be more emotionally attached to this if I had read that stuff. And so it's not even a real negative. I guess in a way it's a roundabout positive, but you know, when I inevitably finish uh, Jason Aaron's run on Thor, I would I'm very excited to go back to this and like actually have that emotional attachment to it. Mm. Yeah, I'd say if there's an issue with it, um, and my, I, I I realize in my head this kind of sounds like my issue with it might be just with the entire medium of comics. Uh, is that there were definitely moments where since I'm not used to reading comics, I got kind of confused. And I had to definitely reread and go back. Um, but very specifically, something that I don't think is related to that is, um, and you kind of mentioned it already, not only the daughters of Thor, but I think some of the locations really got me confused. Uh, particularly where they go, we're going back to where it all started. And then like we cut away from it. And I just assumed by looking at it, it's like, oh, they're going to Earth and they're going to see Loki. Uh, and then like the next time Loki appears in it, he just is already free, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh it just and I get that they probably it's probably because you know you have a limited number of pages to do this, uh, but then it's like they didn't even go to see uh, like you know they were going to like the planet that had the choir god, which by the way, I didn't have a chance to mention the choir god is great. <laughs> the choir god is pretty amazing, uh, but yeah, it's just stuff like that where I I can't really fault it for it because it's just not my familiarity with the entire comics medium, which is why I have a Marvel movie podcast. That's fair, yeah. yeah. Comparing this to Miss Marvel, Danny, is Miss Marvel like? Would you recommend that as a first comic more so than this one? Miss Marvel is way better as a first comic, um, definitely. I think the art style is much more welcoming, uh, and I think the storyline is there is much like the only like thing it brings in that might be confusing to newcomers are like, what are Inhumans? But even then, they kind of only come near the end. So like, yeah, I think the the first trade of Miss Marvel is definitely a better place to start than King Thor. I wonder if the art style, because this uh, Jason Aaron's run was nine years, I wonder if he kept the same art style consistent throughout and didn't. I'm looking that uh, up right yeah, now. Yeah. It didn't adapt, you know, along the way, like uh, 
Well, I, I, thought you yeah. said, I really like that art style shift we get in book three. I wish the entire thing looked like that. No. <laughs> uh, no. He, the, uh, Isad Rebek, I keep, I'm, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> uh, he did, he did do a lot of it, but he was not on the entire run. Mm, okay. But he, he was, he was a consistent artist on it. Gotcha. Um, I think, I think for me, my negative would be um, just it's tiny little like moments in the narrative where um, it the comic almost it makes the reader aware like it it makes the reader aware of themselves uh, not themselves but uh, makes the reader aware of like it pulls them out of the story and mm, uh, yeah like they're reading a comic yeah and it's kind of like it's like. Oh, because there there were times, especially in the third issue, where I was I was absorbed and just I tuned out everything around me, and I was really pulled into it. And I'm like, this this is really good. And then um, there comes a time, a one moment especially, where Thor says to his granddaughters, he's like, "We need to go find um, your uncle," you know, referring to Loki. And mm-hmm. and then he, he turns and he sees Loki riding Toothnasher the goat, and then he's like, "Oh, never mind. He's on Toothnasher. We don't need to find him." <laughs> and I'm just like, like I could read that in like like kind of what Danny was mentioning earlier. I could read that as Chris Hemsworth saying that and laugh. But if I you know if I don't have that uh, personification in my head. I'm, it makes me very aware. Like it just pulls me out of the story. And I'm kind of like, why did we need to mention that? Just have Loki show up, you know? Um, and yeah, there were a couple, couple other moments, uh, throughout that, uh, the writing kind of what steps forward, two steps and then walks back one. And, but other than, other than that, like it's nothing that brings the reading or the enjoyment to a halt. Um, so so yeah, that's more more of a nag than than anything, for me. All right, so so your turn, Tyler. What's a better first comic, King Thor, whatever Punisher series you're reading? Uh, well, <laughs> I well I read Rage of Ultron first. Oh yeah, Rage of Ultron. So, I forgot about that one. Um, <laughs> hmm. But I want to talk about the Punisher one. The instead. Punisher, let's, yeah, let's those yeah. Two. Honestly, between the Punisher and King Thor, um, if you are familiar with the characters. Then the Punisher one, it's 16 issues, but the Punisher one um, has been a lot of fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I would almost say that it's the one that it's like the 2016 to 2018 um, run. And I would say that one is probably the best. Like you, you hop right, you're thrown right into the action. Um, The characters aren't set up. Um, very much at all. Um, so, so yeah, you're just thrown in. Like people talk about the Punisher, and they're like, "Oh no, it's the Punisher! Oh no, it's the Punisher!" Um, we don't really get any explanation of why he's doing what he's doing. Yeah, um, he's just going around being the Punisher. <laughs> um, so, and that's kind of yeah. It's it's very very uh, Commedia dell'arte, where it's like everyone has more like playing more like a character type um mm-hmm. yeah and uh it i mean it's it's very entertaining but uh king thor if you're looking for something more narrative wise uh 
I would go with King Thor. Um, that's a lot more satisfying with narrative. That's one of the challenges of getting into comics is that there is not a good place to start. Like, no matter where you jump in, you're going to be confused, whether it's because you're not familiar with the like vocabulary of the medium or whether it's because it has this like long stretches of continuity. So it's always interesting like where people find hop in like for me it was mainly spider gwen and stuff mm. what um, about uh amazing fantasy 15 that could be a good place to start right hey i have that i have that issue in omnibus form uh <laughs> but i definitely don't suggest the 60 spider-man's comics to everyone. <laughs> I, th- I read those when i was a kid they were good oh for, i'm reading them now they're great but they are not for everyone <laughs> <laughs> well uh, I don't know that we have any more to add as a group. Uh, thank you guys for joining us on this episode. Guest episodes are always fun. I wish we were able to do more of them. Um, thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah, definitely. We love being here. Definitely. This been wanting to get into more of the comics anyways, just, and there's a lot that on the podcast, uh, on why is that we talk about and, uh, like a, ca- like, uh, a casting like for, Gore the God Butcher, you know, when uh, Christian Bale was cast as him, of course, we had to talk about we we can't necessarily just go on and say, oh, well, uh, Christian Bale was cast as Gore the God Butcher. Uh, So there's that. And the people are going to be like, wait, who is who is (laughs) Gore? You know, so we've got to like go back on that comic knowledge. And uh, a lot of it's been research for us. But I've I've enjoyed this. uh, This has been a really nice stepping point to getting into into the comics wikis are a newcomer comic uh, book reader's best friend i think I, I loved reading wikis when i was a kid before i got into comics mm. i was gonna say uh tyler's bearing the lead here he has to read a bunch of madam web to prep for the spump movie with dakota <laughs> well i said i would read leading i said i would read comics that may inspire the mcu films i never said anything about spunk <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, let me get that out there Venom before, was just I, in an before MCU I... movie so come on Uh, well I think we're gonna sign off for this part of it and then me and Caleb will do a little wrap up but uh, thank you guys so much yeah thanks thanks for having us on thanks check out you should plug your stuff yeah 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 yeah. check out Why Is With Ty and Dan we're on Buzzsprout Apple Podcasts Spotify Spotify if you still do that yep Uh, I don't know what other ones we're on Tyler we're on Pandora right yeah we're on Pandora um, we're on pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. Um, uh, Besides Podbean, yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry, we may be on. We may be on there. I'm not sure. Um, but but yeah, you can find us. Um, our name is Why Is uh, Ellipses dot 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 question mark with Ty and Dan. Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at Wiser Title One because I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> just that it's your, just your sign off now. Yeah, yes. always say it. <laughs> you're like you're like convulsing me like I have to say there, it. <laughs> there have been times where uh we'll have our document open to just our outline to run us through everything and he'll be on his part where he would say say that and then I would type things in as he was saying it to try and get him to read it. Oh, to throw him off. Yeah, to try and some he did at the beginning he would read it, but then he he got to the point where he would just stop and he's like, Tyler, stop typing things. And he would call me out. Once it became muscle memory. Yeah. Uh, right. Well, fun times were had by all. Oh, yeah. I'm pooped. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for having us on. 
Yeah. Oh, no problem. Thanks for coming. It's been a it's been a wonderful time. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Good talking to him, as always. It's always it's always a, I like having guests. Guests are fun. Yeah. Especially like them bringing a new perspective of people who haven't read comics mm-hmm. that much. Although I didn't know Tyler was getting into like Punisher and stuff. So yeah, he told me that beforehand. I was like, and he was like telling me the wacky stuff of it. I'm like, man, you you just got two very wildly different yeah. sides of comics. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to yeah, yeah. to get it. Uh, I was about to I was about to ask what you have me. I have it in my hand. You know you know what I've given you for this because we got an advance. We're jumping back into Saga, something we have not done in over fifty episodes. Forty, yeah, over forty, 40 episodes. So we are skipping past uh, volumes two and three just because I think that it's kind of more, that'd be more of the same. Uh, and volume four kind of picks up with a new status quo anyway. So I'm sorry, Joe. I would say it I'm excited, but I'm not. bound to happen. It was bound to happen, yeah. buddy. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, of course you are. You like the, you like the comments. Yeah. Issue 55 just dropped. It's great. I'm, I'm fully concurrent now. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe it can sway me. Who knows? It will. <laughs> if you liked what you heard, uh, rate and review us on the podcast platform listening system of your choice. Whatever you're listening on, if you're watching on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and a comment. You can also email us at allnew52 at gmail.com, allnew52podcast at gmail.com with your suggestions, your feedback. If you think Saga is a good comic or not, I'll tell you to do that next time, anyways. And definitely go check out the Why Is Boys. Yes, they're a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, high, highly recommend it. Yeah. So we'll be back in two weeks. See you with Saga. <laughs> <laughs>